one of the first things I guess that we did right when we got here was we went down to the marina um, just to see what was going on in the evening so like right mm -hmm. as the sun was setting um, just to kind of see what kind of activity was going on right um, I mean in past years um, we have seen quite a bit of activity that sort of indicates that people are heading out onto the water in pangas when they shouldn't be um, so basically like there's there's essentially no reason it's it's not like there's no legal reason for people to be going out onto the water in their boats at night that's precise boats should actually be coming in from the sea after uh, those that are permitted to cat you know to fish um, so there should be zero boats in the water the only boats that are permitted to be on the water at any time um, would be Sea Shepherd and the Navy right um, so nighttime is, yeah, I mean, if, if you see a panga out on the water at night, like, it's, I, I don't know if we could say it with 100% certainty, but like... It's highly likely. Highly <laughs> likely that, that that is, those are people that are going out and doing illegal fishing for Tatuaba. Poachers. Yes. Um, and so we, you know, just kind of hung out at the marina for a little bit as the sun was setting to see what was going on. And we did see a lot of boats coming in, mm -hmm. which were almost certainly doing legal fishing. Um, and we, as the sun set, I mean, we started, At dusk. Yeah, at dusk. I mean, we started to see a number of boats um, heading out onto the water. Simultaneously. So boats are coming in and then boats are going out. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I, I think the surprising thing to me, I mean, I, like maybe moderately surprising, not like that surprising because we have seen this in past years during this, this season when um, the, the illegal tatuaba fishing um, starts to occur. We have seen this before, right? Um, but I mean, it, it's, I, I don't know, it's, it's always a little bit surprising to see that, like because there is a, uh, a Navy presence at the marina um, and you would expect that if there's illegal fishing going on and people are going out and doing illegal fishing for Tatuaba, you would expect that they would be launching far away from where the Mexican Navy Right, um, and secrecy is. would be the idea. Right, um, but there's people just doing it out in the open. It's quite blatant. Um, and this is, this is what we saw. I mean, we're just standing there and, I mean, you know, with our giant camera and, you know, and, and I mean, there's people hanging out, right? I mean, there's people hanging out at... Um, the there's people hanging out at the marina, right? And then there's just trucks driving by with boats, putting their boats in the water, and and heading out, right? It's just another day at the marina. I mean, essentially, um, you know, <laughs> when you witness this, it just looked like just another another day at at the marina. I mean, mm -hmm. like there's no there's no question. That, and I might add that we've seen this in previous years as well. But you think that with the heightened state. Uh, of this issue as it's increased over the last few years that there would be some differences but actually it's 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 been exactly the same mm -hmm. and you know they have they have a actual uh, marine that is there with a clipboard that is that is processing boats that go in and go out so he you know essentially checking okay what are you going out to fish for how long are you going to be out for and then and then know that like if you don't return I, I'm sure there's some sort of protocol to say that like you know we're we're gonna try, we're, we're gonna know that, um, and maybe there'll be some some penalty. I'm not sure, but this marine that is in full camouflage gear, he has a he has a machine gun strapped to him and a clipboard. So his sole his sole job essentially is to monitor these boats coming in and out. And the boats that were coming in um, clearly had catch of the day 
he's processing that, right? Recording what it is and, and that they did come back. And then simultaneously, there are pangas going in exactly at the same time. He's also approaching those boats, doing something with the clipboard, not sure what's being actually written down, and then permitting those boats to leave mm -hmm. when they are not supposed to. There's under no circumstance. They are not transiting home to go to the other side of the sea. That's not, that's not what's happening. Um, but also what we notice is that, you know, just so I can explain, like, you know, when you're, when you're poaching uh, and you're using uh, gill nets, and the, part of the process is that you need three to four people to actually pull that net up uh, when it actually has fish inside of it. And there are, there are many little, uh, little acts that these poachers do to kind of present themselves as that they're not actually poachers even though it's obvious you shouldn't be going on the water first and foremost, right? However, they still proceed by um, having several guys load the boat in the water and then only one or two actually go out. So that indicates, well, you couldn't possibly be poaching because you don't have enough people to even pull up the net. But what's been happening is that those individuals, those one or two individuals um, that are presenting this, simply go around the corner, pick up more guys, and then they all go out later. And then they come back around, you know, three or four o'clock in the morning. So there's a level of consent from the military. Like they're supposed to be preventing this, but it was very, very obvious that they are, they're condoning this. Um, and obviously not, we don't have definitive proof, but we more than likely, you know, they're getting paid off because obviously the Tatuaba is worth a lot of money and there's, there's enough money to go around for everybody to let it continue. So that's, it just, it is quite amazing that like, it's just, it's just such a casual act. It's no big deal. It's no different than going to buy a soda at the store and like uh, be just hanging out on the curb. It's just everybody's extremely complacent about the whole thing. I mean, what what was surprising to me about it was like seeing that there was somebody there actually, you know, writing down something. Like there was, you know, like there was somebody there checking on it and taking note of the fact that people are going out, right? Um, and yet still allowing them to go out. And and I mean it it even though we've seen this happen before, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, just, like, that detail, I think, like, sort of made us question of, like, well, is, is there, like, a legal reason for them to be going out on the water at night? Like, I don't think there is, but, I mean, so, I, I mean, what we did immediately after that, I mean, what you did immediately after that was, like, reach out to a few uh, uh, contacts, you know, people who who really are the experts of, mm -hmm. like, what the law is. and Who are deeply embedded into this issue yes. and have ties Yes, like some of the characters that we've been following in this film that um, are, are even, you know, more deeply invested in this than we are. Um, and they were able to confirm um, to us that there is no legal reason for people to be heading out on the water right. um, at that time. So that's that's kind of the situation. That, and I, yeah, I mean, that's sort of the main, the main update that we wanted to share. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah, let's let's walk a little a little bit. Um, yeah, I mean the one other thing that I think we kind of wanted to address, and I mean this isn't like directly related to um, things that we've seen since we got here, uh, but just something that's that's occurred um, in the time that we've got here um, that has generated some questions um, from some of the folks that uh, you know follow the content that we produce. Um, so we thought this would be a good sort of forum to address that right. and, and answer some of those questions that, that have come up. Um, and um, this is the, uh, 
there was an article that was published recently. Um, do you remember the name of the news outlet that published that? I think it was Manga Bay. Manga right? Bay. Yeah, it was Manga Bay. Um, they, they published an article that, I mean, essentially it's just a, a fairly brief sort of update on, on what's going on with the Vaquita. Presenting a lot of the similar facts that have been going around circulating in all the other media yeah. outlets. So. Yeah, um, but there but. was sort of like one piece of information that was shared in that article that I think has um, got created a lot of questions, right? And that was a, a specific population estimate was given in that article. Um, and, you know, the individual that they interviewed for the ar article essentially said that, like, he believed there were only 12 individual vaquitas remaining on the planet. Um, and, I mean, I, th I think that was shocking to a lot of people um, because, um, because CERVA, which is the, what does it stand for, Sean? Oh, my gosh. It's the International Committee for the Recovery of the Vaquita. Yes, but exactly. it's, it's the acronym is <laughs> Spanish, right? Um, so <laughs> this is the, the, the international body that it's essentially a team of scientists from all over the world that are the foremost experts on the vaquita and everything that's going on, right? And so they released their most recent report, their update, on the January, status of the vaquita right. in January. Right. Um, they did not include... A population, a specific population estimate in right. that report. Um, they're still, they're saying just less than 30, right? And I think, you know, I mean, one of the reasons for that is like it's it's hard to like come up with a very specific population estimate, especially when the numbers are so low, right? Correct. Um, the 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 last time that Serva presented a uh, presented the public like with a specific number, and this was still an estimate, right? So. To be clear, at that time, right, and this was a population estimate as of December 2016, correct? Yeah. Um, so um, in 2017, server released a report providing a population estimate, which was as of December 2016, um, and that estimate was 30 individuals. That was not a specific number. I mean, their methods don't allow them to give a specific number. It's, Which is why they, right? they work in the ballpark of. They're right. slightly vague. Right. Um, so we know for certain at this point that there are fewer than 30, and that's what this most recent server report said. Um, we have, you know, since that time, so that was as of December 2016, and... You know, this illegal season for fishing Tatuaba occurs, I mean, the peak of it occurs in March and April every year, um, even though the full season is like a six-month season. Um, so we know almost for certain that a significant number of those vaquitas died in gillnets during the 2017 illegal season right. for Tatuaba fishing, right. right? And between 2015 and 2016, 50% of the population was lost, approximately. So I think it's pretty safe to say that, you know, another 50% were lost during that 2017 illegal fishing season, which would bring the number down to 15, right? I mean, if we're using... As of, tw as of 2017, right? And we are now, you know, in the midst of another season, for illegal Tatuaba fishing. Which is rampant. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so uh, I think it's I think it's fairly safe to make an estimate at this point saying that there are most likely fewer than 15 individuals, right? But this article put a specific number on it and said, we think there are 12, right? 
Um, and I, I don't personally like know what the basis for that was. No. Um, but it, you know, it, it gave this this publication, Manga Bay, like an excuse to like create a headline that says there are twelve Bikitas left, right? Which nobody had done up until that point, and it's creating a little bit of a a little bit of controversy, I guess, is what I would say. Um, and I, I think the issue that we take with that is not so much that it's, like, inaccurate, because, like, you know, if I were to make, like, a best guess of how many vaquitas are out there, like, that's that's probably not too far off, right? But it is a guess. But <laughs> it's a guess, right? Um, because those numbers haven't been released by the scientists that, you know, have actually been doing the research. Um, so that's kind of, like the long-winded answer to the question that a few folks have posed is like should i trust this new population estimate that was released in this recent publication yeah and i i would just say that uh make sure that when you're hearing this type of information as like any information is that you you know uh essentially are, are aware that that Sometimes not all the facts are presented, and you should question that sort of stuff. So several individuals have reached out to me personally and asking me that just because we're so embedded with this issue, um, and I'm happy I'm happy to answer anybody's question with that. I mean, both of us both of us are, but it's also just refreshing that somebody even did that, um, so that they're just not circulating news that is potentially questionable also might have some negative repercussions on the actual conservation effort itself, because typically. Um, when you come up with some sort of definitive uh, bit of information that seems so secure, um, it begins to stir things up. And really, sometimes when you're delivering that information, you, some people may not have the foresight of like what that could do later on. It may end up, you know, having people uh, send them a little bit backwards uh, in all the effort that that they have, you know, that they've done. So. Um, and that's kind of what's happening a little bit right now. And this is why we're bringing this up, essentially, is because this is of concern. And moving forward, um, you know, we, we would encourage everyone to question this sort of information um, so that, that when you are cross-posting stuff and whatnot, that you're not inflaming that information because then all of a sudden everybody thinks that based on a general consensus. And that's not... And to be fair, there is, you know, there is some good and valid information that was presented in that article, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, um, of course. And I think it's the, the piece that is catching everybody's attention is just that specific population estimate and the way it was presented in the article. Um, and as Sean said, I mean, that type of thing can have unintended consequences. I don't think anybody had, you know, uh, uh, ill intentions. Right. Um, but, you know, there is, yeah. I mean, situations like this are are very tricky, very controversial. There's a lot of politics involved. Um, very much so. So, you know, you just have to be, be cautious. Um, and I don't know. I, I think I think probably the folks who are at greatest fault there is, you know, the, the, the folks associated with that publication, right? Um, like, they should have they fact-checked that specific population estimate before publishing it as the headline of their article. Right. Yes. Anyways, so um, that's about all we have to say about that. Is there a, any other updates we wanted to share? Uh, nothing obvious. I mean, it's just it, it <clears throat> coming down here. Even though we come here with uh, great frequency, yeah, um, it really is just a beautiful place, and it's just yeah. such a shame that this has to be happening. Um, because yeah. it, again, this isn't just about the vaquita. This whole community down here uh, really has very little 
um, resources and not really any options. Yep. Um, so, you know, as much as everybody cares about wildlife, uh, you know, one of the things that we've tried to emphasize at Wildlands is that you're not going to be able to, like, solve anything and you should definitely address the, the communities that are within those areas um, of any sort of wildlife issue in tandem because um, uh, otherwise you're really you're kind of running in place you're going to put energy over here and then it, and then essentially something else gets created over here it's, it's uh, and there's a lot of really wonderful people here and it's a great place and I'm, obviously Matthew and I we think that by uh, coming down here and spending your dollars and learning learning the area and appreciating the, the people and understanding and like what's really going on I mean you know what we present as well as everybody else I mean although we have uh, quite a bit of information and experience in this issue because we've been documenting it for so many years we still always encourage people if you ever have the opportunity to visit any location with any one of these issues you really should come and see it for yourself um, because uh, it'll give you a greater uh, level of understanding of, of really what's going on rather than hearing it from a third party so for sure and um we do have a question this came in so um i mean i think we should take the opportunity to to address that sure. because it's always good when people ask questions um so the question is fair that it's not accurate in reference to the population estimate but isn't it good that they the vaquita are making headlines and yeah absolutely right and i mean that yes. is it's actually quite a valid point and you know i think it's easy for us to kind of like get so embedded and like ingrained in this issue that well, like we it's it's easy to like lose that big picture um perspective i mean that's right? the whole reason we even started this project is to make headlines yep. that was the whole point because so nobody was talking about Vikita that is to begin yeah, with that is an absolutely valid point i wish yep. the headline was different um but you know like on the whole yes it's certainly good that the vaquita is is making headlines and that and that you know it's it's uh you know people are that provides information, right? Um, so, yeah. Anyways, um, that's about all we have for now. Thank you, I Sandra. <laughs> yes, thank you, Sandra, for the question. Um, and uh, yeah, I think we'll leave it at that. Um, we will be doing a series of these little audio diaries um, over the course of the next two weeks while we're down here in Mexico. Um, so stay tuned to the EOC podcast Facebook group. Um, and and again, as I said uh, at the beginning. Um, the, the audio from these audio diaries um, we will be releasing um, in our Eyes on Conservation podcast feed as well. Um, so within the next couple of days or so, um, this conversation will be posted on the podcast feed. Yeah. Um, so look for it there as well. And we will uh, see all you folks again uh, probably in a few days. Sounds good. All righty. All right. Hasta luego.